The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Retro Bliss Presents Pocket Reviews. It's real good to see you, even though I can't see anybody right now, except for these two handsome fellas in front of me. We're here back for Pocket Review. It's been a long hiatus, but uh, you know, we've done some Retro Bliss and an award show, and we're finally back with another pocket-sized episode. And here with me, I have the illustrious, the... Mm, chin-strokingly handsome Johnny Townsend. That's that would be moi. And the splendiferous clairvoyant. Not 100% sure what that means. <clears throat> I think it means you can see the future. Yeah. Mm. Um hashtag best of us Tim. Oh, Kawabunga guys. <laughs> now, Johnny, before uh, we even get into it, do you have a turtle fact for us? No, I'm not doing that anymore. I don't want to hurt our our reviews and stuff. But did you know that the original turtles were all wearing red masks? And the reason they changed the color was because they thought when they made the cartoon, hey, this would help the kids identify which turtle was which. Sweet. Oh, there's and... a go ahead, Dan. There's an awesome poster behind me that you guys kind of can't see, but it's actually oh, I, I see it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's the uh, original NES box art picture. Yep. I've had that poster since I was a kid. So I absolutely poster. love it. It came out of the NES game, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yep. So speaking of that real quick, um, very randomly, nothing to do with Turtles. We had a call out on our Mario Party 2 episode. If you're not listening to that, listen to it, even if you're not that into Mario Party 2. It was probably the most off-the-rails episode of Retro Bliss in a while. <laughs> Grossest one, for sure. Gross, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I mentioned, you know, perhaps some people would like to leave us a review to counteract a certain negative review and a couple people stepped up and I really appreciate it. Uh, it's me. You know, who left us a five-star review. The irony is <clears throat> we're not entirely sure who this is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Trevor. I still think it's Trevor. Johnny still thinks it's me, but uh, if it's you, um, we're obviously terrible detectives. I have some ideas, but just reach out to us on one of our social medias if you want to, or if you want to be anonymous, that's, it's awesome either way. The review is Go Ninja, Go Ninja Go. <laughs> and it says probably one of the best retro video game podcasts around. My only complaint is there's not enough coverage of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. People, what they want. More banter involving <laughs> everyone's favorite pubescent reptiles on a half shell. Go Ninja, Go Ninja Go. And then Andrew Lenz, who is an awesome dude, super supportive, left us best in go the check world. Out, go, go check out Nostalgia Funhouse. Yes, Nostalgia Fun House is a fun podcast. They have very questionable taste in guests. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, if you like retro games, this is the podcast for you. Keep up the TMNT talk. <laughs> I hope that talk about I hope we just keep getting. I hope we're just getting more and more reviews of people just bringing up Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man! But guys, uh, before we get into the game, we're talking about a pocket reviews really quickly. As of this recording, Nintendo's new Direct came out on uh, February 8th, 
2023. I don't know when you look. Some people go back and re-listen to these. Trevor, he goes back. and He's the reason our numbers are so good, because Trevor just listens again and again and again. Uh, The new Nintendo Direct dropped, and uh, I think overall we all agree that overall, very, very happy with the announcements here. I do have a few little nitpicks, but that's all they are. They're nitpicks. Uh, and I'm going to get this out of the way. I want to get this out of the way first. To me, this while there's a lot of great stuff here that I'm very excited about, uh, and I've already checked out some of it, but uh, it's very clear to me that this Direct is a clear sign that Nintendo is hard at work on their next-gen hardware for me because I would say 80% well, for me especially, 80% of the stuff I'm excited for is all games that have come out before. Uh, they're either being remastered or it's the Game Boy stuff, Game Boy Advance stuff, which is the stuff that's the stuff I was most hyped about, if I'm being honest. Very excited to play those on the Switch, and I have. And by the way, I'll get into that in a second. They did a great job there. Uh, it's uh, that's just a very, uh, you know, <clears throat> we all love the Switch. But even compared to the other uh, companies' previous systems, it's underpowered, right? It's just it's one of the lower powered things. But it's Nintendo six years does a great old and was already yeah. behind when it came out. Yes, yes. So it, it makes sense that they're working on their next system, and uh, so I, I think this is what because it, it takes for Nintendo because they they're not going to just put out a game; they're going to put some real work into it. Mm-hmm. And for most of their games, it's well, it's going to take two to three years, I would think, just to make a game for them because they put some quality behind these things. Zelda, yeah, probably four years usually. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's that's my guess here is that they're hard at work at that, and that's why most of these games here, and not that it's easy to remaster Metroid Prime or anything like that. Obviously, they put a lot of work into it, but you already have the bones of a game there. You're not building one right. from, from nothing. So uh, I, that's that would be my guess. So that's one of my little nitpicks is that would be that, and it's not really a negative thing. It's just uh, something I want to point out. And uh, the other thing would be, we'll get into Link and it being 70 bucks. But I think we're going to, let's save that for Patreon. We'll save that discussion on Patreon. We're going to talk about the pricing of new games over on our Patreon soon. I, I think it's actually an interesting discussion, more than it sounds like. I've thought about yeah. it before, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, but uh, uh, let's talk about our the things that we enjoyed. And I'll, since I'm already rambling, I'll go ahead and get mine out of the way. Obviously, the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance stuff, I've already checked it out on my Switch. It is really cool. I can't wait to see what else they're going to put on there. They're, if they just, even just on the Game Boy stuff, if they just add, just for example, the two original Pokemon games, that sells your system right there. Yeah, people, that's true. absolutely. That will sell your system. Uh, just do that. Sell your, and it will sell your own line to people who are kind of like, I don't want to. Even though it's the, by far the best deal because uh, of how cheap it is and all the stuff you get mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. online for any of the systems, you know, it's it's incredible. And the other thing I really liked about it, too, the Game Boy Advance stuff is, is fun. I was playing the revamped, remastered version of Mario 3 on there, and it looks stunning, plays mm-hmm. stunning, absolutely loved it. But what I really liked is on the original, original Game Boy games, they actually, you can play it three different versions of them. You can play it in the original black and white or green, whatever color you're going to say that is, <laughs> a Game Boy version. There's also the pocket Game Boy version, and there's also the Game Boy Color version of those original ones. You can choose which one of those for either any of those games you want to play. And it just, like, for example, I played uh, Super Mario Land, 
And at first I played it the original way it looked. And I was like, I want to try this because I never had a Game Boy Color. So we will try this in the Game Boy Color. And it looks just like it would back in the Game Boy Color days. And mm-hmm. it's just a really cool, really fun thing. The other thing that I really liked is was the more Kirby stuff. More Kirby, I'm always going to be happy. So remastering that game, that sounds fun to me because I didn't get to play it the first time around. And then the other thing would be, obviously, Motroid Prime I want to check out. Obviously, the new Zelda I want to check out. And then I think the sleeper here, too, for me, was that Mickey Mouse game. Uh, that yeah. looks really fascinating and interesting. And, and Trevor, you really kind of said it. It did give me the Rayman vibes, the Rayman Legends vibes, which is one of my all-time yeah. favorite platformers. What about you guys? <clears throat> um. So, yeah, I mean... I don't want to rave too much, but I will say it's been a while since I've been really hopped about a Nintendo Direct. Like they've been, there's been one thing that was interesting usually, but I'll just go through it. Like I was counting, there's seven or eight things that genuinely interest me in this one. I've not been able to say that for a while. Uh, real quick, um, the Dead Cells Castlevania thing. I've not even played Dead Cells, but that looks super interesting. Yeah, um, yep. it's got like 50 music tracks from across the Castlevania series. It sounds pretty epic. I'm definitely going to check it out. Kirby Johnny mentioned, I'm excited that that it's not just going to be a quick remake, that they added basically a whole game's worth of content, it sounds like, to it. Uh, 20 levels where he plays a different character uh, for the new Kirby. And Kirby's Return to Dreamland was a Wii game that I always wanted to check out but never did, so that's already interests me. Um, I am glad the Advanced Wars games are finally coming out. You know, mm-hmm. they were delayed because of the war in Ukraine. Um which, you know, that was Nintendo's call. They thought maybe it would be insensitive. They're very cartoony games, but I get it. But I'm excited those are coming out because I don't even play tactical strategy games, but those games are the exception. Me and my brother had a blast with those on the GBA. Um, let's see. Then there was um, uh, Octopath Traveler 2 because I did really enjoy the first one. Uh, there was a couple RPGs thrown in there. Mm-hmm. The Game Boy, Game Boy Advance stuff, obviously. And for us, that's awesome because we do pocket review and there's already some on there we've not covered that we have an easy way to play them. The most exciting there thing to me, I can't talk. The most exciting thing to me is there's not been a good way to play like Mario Kart Advance multiplayer since the 2000, early 2000s. And now yeah. we can all hop on and play it. That's awesome. Um, and I think my brother mentioned WarioWare Inc. He's excited about because mm-hmm. uh, I think it had a two player mode and it's impossible to play that now, but We'll see. I, I can't remember if it did or not, but it's a great game. Anyways, um, but then, of course, Zelda. The biggest thing about the Zelda to me was the final seconds. I think we might be playing a Zelda in this one. Do you remember Metal that, that's, or Metal Gears 2? That's the gist I got from it, yeah. too, right? Like, I thought, like, wow, we're going to get to not just play as Link this time. I think, it, yeah, because the final words were, Link, lend me your power, and then it ends. Like, uh, yeah. That sounds pretty awesome because it's called The Legend of Zelda. It has been since 1985 when the original came out. So to actually be able to play as Zelda in a mainline Zelda game, it seems like it's about time. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. But of course, for me, if none of that even happened, I would have been over the moon because of the Metroid Prime remake. This has literally been, <laughs> literally been uh, quote-unquote leaked for years, and now it's actually happening. But it's not just happening. They it happened. It, the, <laughs> it happened. Yes, it happened as they announced it. 
Yeah. And I'll that's, one the, that, that's one thing I love about Nintendo is uh, they'll always, all these directs to be like, oh yeah, by the way, you can go ahead and play this after this. Yes. <laughs> and not only could you download it the minute released, I only have to wait less than two weeks for the physical game, which of course I'm going to do. Um, $39.99. I, I like that. I would pay 60 bucks, but I hope that means more people will try it out. But the most exciting thing to me is they gave it the love and attention I did not think they would. I'll be honest. I thought they were going to put an HD code on it, beef up the controls a little bit maybe, because the GameCube controller was not really a dual-stick controller. Um, but no, they went above and beyond. It looks so good. Um, the controls are totally redone. I thought it looked just from, I think it was IGN or somebody put out like the first... 10 minutes of it or something yeah. like that and it looks fantastic honestly running on even running on a switch it looks really really good hardware that's realistically closer because the switch is a pretty beefy when it came out it was a pretty beefy handheld but yeah it's easy to forget it is a handheld you know yeah. so especially because i always just played on my tv <laughs> so the hardware is closer to 10 years old if you think about it like as far as console power right. you know so it's not that good is impressive and i will say tim and i were watching this live and was in our chat talking about it and the second Metroid Prime uh, showed up. Me and Tim both popped because I think I could speak for Tim when I say this. It wasn't even that I was happy that it was there. I was happy because I knew you were going to go yeah. over the moon for this. Yeah. I, was, yep. I love it when my buddies are really excited for something like that. Uh, really so I saw that. I was like, I, yeah, because I, I know how much you love that game. Mm-hmm. And I obviously want to check it out. I never got to play it. Uh, but like you said, the fact that I'll be able to play it with like, uh, you know, modern controls yeah that's yeah. real i'm like i really want to try this because uh i know the story's going to hook me because it's what metroid's known for atmosphere all oh, of yeah. it can't wait for it very excited i mean it's basically tim. so the same people super metroid you like that i really yeah. think you're gonna dig it yeah all right tim what about you what did uh what caught you uh, with this new direct here honestly you guys have said most of it so i'll be pretty quick there's one thing that caught me that you didn't mention but um, yeah, so the obvious, the the Game Boy thing was a big pop. The like Trevor says, the Dead Cells thing at first, because I was, you know, I was watching it, but I was also playing a game at the same time. And at first I'm like, oh, look, another person's making a, a Castlevania clone. And I look over, I'm like, that is Castlevania. You know, that <laughs> whole thing. That was great. I did the same uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, Konami doesn't make games anymore. They make Plinko machines. But, you <laughs> know, but um. So that was really cool and unexpected. Like you said, I I think a subpar Nintendo Direct is better than any presentation that the other two have. I mean, just because of the, like you said, like, oh, look, this is happening now. You can download it now. You can play this game today. Here's a demo. Yeah. (laughs) But um, other than that, you mean, obviously, Zelda and all that stuff as well. Trying to think. But the thing that got me, and I had one of these growing up, and I loved it even when I didn't understand RPGs is they're doing the battle uh, the Mega Man Battle Network series. Did you oh, see yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. I think I missed that. Yeah. They're doing like a compilation with like all oh. a bunch of them. Cause remember they did kind of like the Pokemon thing with blue and red. And yeah, I, I had a couple events. Yeah. Yeah. It, I had those a long time ago and sold them. Of course, just like I had Metroid prime and Metroid prime Two, And I sold them years ago. Cause that's back when I was, you know, but um, but yeah, I'm really excited for the Mega Man thing too. But so yeah, no, it was a solid direct. A lot of first party stuff. Uh Pikmin, Splatoon, Zelda. I forgot I mean, to mention they're... Pikmin, but the puppy you can ride is pretty adorable. <laughs> yeah, I mean well, that, that game just looks adorable. It does yeah. look adorable. Yeah. But yeah, so no, it was a good we my I watched it with my wife and we both were 
having fun with it. So we both thought it was a good show. Yeah, if I had to grade it, I'd probably give it like a A minus to an A running there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's just and the only reason I'm even not giving it an A plus is just because the first like 15 minutes besides that uh, Castlevania game, I was just kind of zoning out because most of this, most of that stuff for me, for me personally, just doesn't appeal to me. It that's definitely built up like they definitely yeah. build it up on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I yeah. mean, when they finally port Shenmue one and two on the switch, I'll give it an A plus oh, all day. You know, they will. They will someday. <laughs> we will someday. Come on, Sega. Speaking of like, yeah, for me. Short of them announcing something new with Earthbound, this was about as good as it gets because of Metroid Prime. Yeah. Uh, they can still get me with Earthbound, and there's supposed to be a new Donkey Kong floating around, but we'll see. Oh, if they, if they would have announced a new Donkey Kong in the vein of those great. previous Donkey Kong Country games, I would have knocked this up to an A-plus easy. But yeah, yeah. so that's that's the all. Oh, we're also, again, getting even more tracks for Mario Kart 8. This has got to be the most oh, yes. complete version of any type of game ever, right? Mario yeah. Kart yeah. 8. Just content coming out. I love that game, and I haven't played every track yet because they keep releasing new tracks. They should rename it. Like when the final download comes out, they should officially rename it Mario Kart Eight. And you know uh, what makes it? Mario Kart Eight. What's it called? Uh, Ultimate. They should yeah, rename Ultimate. It Ultimate. Like and here's a really quick, really quick rant. Uh, hey, people who make uh, what they consider live service games now, who are not doing a great job. Cough, cough. Halo, cough. Just for example, oh, look at what Nintendo's doing with freaking Mario Kart 8 that they never ever said it was a live service game but yeah. they are constantly refreshing it and making it feel fresh and making you want to go back and play it from adding all this stuff yeah and it's included free if you buy their online service yeah yeah uh, which yeah. which is becoming more and more worth it with the Nintendo 64 and now the Game Boy Advance stuff on there yeah or I think that pack, I mean, if you don't want the online service, I think it's only like 20, 25 bucks. 20 bucks, and, yeah, for all of it. And that's, that's, I mean, that's a no-brainer right there. So Yeah. In fact, yeah. I'll probably pay the 20 bucks bef well before the online service ends, just so I'll have it all. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Well, that's that. Uh, please go check out our Patreon. We're going to talk more about uh, that in more detail on there. Uh, but let's get into what the game we're covering today. We're covering a little game. For the Game Boy, called Kid Dracula. Yeah, Johnny, you picked this one, and at first I'm like, we can't play that because it didn't come out in America, but uh, it did. Just yeah, nobody bought a it. Version, <laughs> there's a version of it that was on the original NES, right in Japan, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. correctly there. Amicom, yeah, and that's the one that we didn't get, but yeah. uh, this one came out for the Game Boy. And I'm going to go, I'm, I don't want to spoil my final score here, but guys, I, this is another one of those games, the uh, reason I love doing this show is a sleeper for me in the fact that I adore this game. <laughs> it is fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it quite a bit. It gave me the same vibes of, uh, and it makes sense because it's Konami, but it really made me feel like this was like if they took Castlevania and Monsters in My Pocket and kind of put them together. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard somebody that. else say Castlevania and Mega Man, but either way, it makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yep. The The Famicom game came out in 1990, and I guess this is considered a sequel. came out in 93 for the Game Boy. Um, and yeah, I don't think... I always heard about the NES or Famicom one, but I don't... I definitely have never played this before, that's for sure. Is there uh, is there a way to play the NES one now? Like, have they ever re-released it on any other uh, compilation? Uh, on either what's that? Call? I can't say that word. I can't say words. Compilation. The canonic you, collection. Yes. Was it on that? Oh, the Castlevania I'm, collection. I'm trying to remember if it's on the Castlevania collection. Yes. 
I literally have it. Y'all keep talking. Me and too. I'll be right back. All right, go check that out. But yeah, yeah Tim, I, I tell you, I'm trying to remember why I even thought. I think I heard a podcast I was listening to just randomly bring this game up, and they're just uh, talking about how great it is. Like, I really want to try that. And I'm just in a, you know, sometimes you just get in a mood for a really fun, goofy platformer or something Absolutely. like that. And that's what this sounded like to me. And guess what? That's kind of what it is. Yeah. I've never had, I've never played it before. What about you? Um, I had played it, um, you know, via, you know, other means before, because <laughs> I'm a big Castlevania guy and I enjoyed it. So when you picked it, it, it kind of refreshed my memory and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get back into this. Yeah. So if you want to play the prequel to this game, it is on the, it is on the Castlevania collection for switch. And I think it came out for the other systems as well. Oh man, um, I want to get that because they always put yeah. that on sale all the time. Yeah. So no, I'm it's always five bucks. It, they, yeah. it goes down to four ninety nine. That's all such the a time. ridiculous price. It really is. It's got it's worth it. Eight is it eight nine? Yeah, at least eight Castlevania. I, I would pay five bucks just for Kid Dracula. <laughs> I wish the Game Boy not to give away my feelings here. Yeah, well, well, I was going to say I wish the Game Boy one was on here too, but I guess this is actually the original one that we can't because it says first time released in English, and that's why I thought this game wasn't in English, but it's talking about the NES game, Famicom yep. game. So yeah. yeah, I mean, the, yeah, we'll wait to the end. But the Kid Dracula on Game Boy, it could be quite affordable, or it could not be quite affordable. Yeah. I mean, I definitely didn't oh, go to yeah. Etsy and check for repro carts. That's how affordable it is. Yeah, oh, I'm it's very, very curious. affordable. I'm very curious about how affordable it is because I didn't look into that. Do we going to tell you, or do you think we we'll remember later? No, let's go ahead and say it now because I'm afraid we'll forget. Yeah, I looked it up because spoiler alert, yeah, I, I may too. have enjoyed this as well. The most recent one sold car only. It said, "Do good looking cart." You want to take a guess, Johnny? Since you didn't look it up, well, cart the only looking, Game Boy. I'm going to go. It's. I'm only guessing this because you said you looked at repos. Uh, hundred bucks. Hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's two hundred ninety nine dollars. Oh my god! I saw one that the 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 label was all mangled and it yeah. was like two two thirty ish. The cheapest recent one, that's the actual game, is 155 and the Langle, label's mangled. Langle, Langle's mangled. Langle's mangled. <laughs> yeah. Probably 200 to $300 for the actual English car. Like I said, affordable. Yeah. yeah. Anybody's in, budget. In these trying times. Yeah. Anybody can fit that in their budget easily. <laughs> yep. Trevor, I know you also didn't have any experience with this game before this. Is that true? No. No. Uh, not at all. And I don't... Like I said, I always knew there's a Famicom game. I don't think I even realized there was a Game Boy game. Yeah, because you, I think you questioned my intelligence yeah, when I, I said definitely let's play this. You. <laughs> yeah, you which, in fairness, given our history and you know me so well, I, I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> but let's uh, let's talk about how this game looks graphically. I, uh, man, this is this is why I think we're all really sad when we talk about Konami now, because during this time in the 8-bit to 16-bit to 32-bit era, Konami was one by far one of my favorite developers. Yeah. They, put out, they put out some of my most favorite games ever. And Kid Dracula definitely, to me, for a Game Boy game, looks pretty dang great. It really does. Yeah, it's, it's one of those Game Boy games, and we've covered a couple like this, where everything looks beefy. Your character's beefy. Like it's very intentional. They they knew it was a small screen and the lighting wasn't the best or didn't exist. So 
like your character is just real chunky and rounded. I don't know how else like, to put it. It's like a chibi style. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah. works so like well chibi. for the Game Boy. The everything looks so good. The oh my goodness, the the character, like the actual character of the characters, especially in the cutscenes with their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like the, there's actual humor in a Game Boy game just from the visuals. Yeah, yeah I mean, and the and you're not playing as the Dracula. You're playing as his son, Kid Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty funny to me. But yeah, this game, I think the best way to, and we've used this for other games that we've really liked before, uh, this game, just in the graphics department, I would say has charm to it. It's a real charm, a real personality oh, there. Yeah. Uh, even the enemies that you fight, even the bosses that you fight, it, man, it's just re- it was just really clicking all the buttons for me. Uh, in fact, I just wanted to keep seeing, like, who the next boss battle was. I wanted to keep seeing what the next things were going to be because uh, the sprites look great. And uh, I don't want to get too much into gameplay just yet, but uh, you learn new magic as you're going along. And like, he'll turn into a bat. Like you learn that first mm-hmm. off, like, Hey, I can turn into a bat. And that, uh, that's, there's some really great level designs here. I thought for such a small screen, I thought these levels were designed at least the ones I experienced. I played this game about 20, 25 minutes. Uh, but I would say uh, these levels are really well designed. I was pleasantly surprised with how this is for me. This is one of those platforms that I kept wanting to see and what was going to happen next. Yeah. The the layout just made sense. Like you would, you'd go left or right for a while. Then you'd go vertical when it made sense. Um, and like the plat, at least in the, I played the first two levels. Um, cause I didn't use safe states or anything. I was just playing and it's not, you know, well, we're getting the gameplay, but I wasn't dying because of cheap gameplay. I was just dying. And, uh, but those first two levels, yeah, they do a good job. You don't see in any one segment for too long. Um, yeah, it just looks good. Like it's so solid and it is, it's one of those Game Boy games that to me looks like a later NES game, but without the color. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Anything to add, Tim, about the graphics? How did it? How did it hit you? Honestly, I mean, I can't really add much more that's already been said. Um, it's just they they knew how to they used they utilized the Game Boy hardware perfectly with the with the art style, the shading, the cut co- like the I mean shading because it's not color, but the shading and the character and level design. Honestly, it just it felt like a perfect game for a handheld and you know. Yeah. I'm really shocked at how little I heard about this game as a kid. Cause this game would have been definitely right down my alley as a kid. 100%. It, it must more, not have sold very much for what it's selling for now or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and, really curious about that. Did they not like, cause I know Castlevania was a big series. So did they oh, not yeah, like, well, advertise as well? I think they screwed up. I mean, I love kid drag. I love the title kid Dracula. But financially, I think they screwed up in North America by not calling it Castlevania Kid Dracula. Castlevania yeah. Castlevania. They should have had the word Castlevania yeah. somehow. I agree. Yeah. That would have sold Honest- it. Honestly, if it did, I probably would have gotten it because back then, even back then, I was a I was a big Castlevania guy collecting the ones on NES and stuff. So yeah, that, I, I, th- I think you're right. Yep. So it came well, out in '93, and when did the original Game Boy come out? I always get it wrong. '89, I think. '89. Yeah. So it was, yeah, pretty late. It was game a later game. game. That's probably yeah. part of why it didn't sell as well too. Yeah, it just surprises me because there's the uh, 
again, not wanting to give away anything. There's a lot of quality here. And for me, this is a game right down Johnny's alley. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but let's get into the, the music and the sounds. Tim, what did you think about the music in this game? Honestly, it was great. Um, it reminded me of just the Castlevania music. Honestly, they just, it, I don't know. I've always loved Castlevania music. Um, Konami, you know, did some awesome music. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like you listen to it, like um, Bloody Tears and a bunch of them. And whether you're listening to them 8-bit, 16-bit, or even on Game Boy, they're distinctive and... Like I said, they used the hardware very well because I feel mm-hmm. the music in this game was outstanding. Trevor? Absolutely outstanding. I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I was listening and kind of forgetting I was playing a Game Boy game. I mean, it could be an NES game, which is high praise for a game original Game Boy game. It's just great music, and it's it makes it sound like it's on a different hardware than what some other <laughs> Oh, As Johnny has said before, I'm a freak. Uh, and go back and listen to our episodes. And I That's just what I say all the time. All the time. I always, I always call my best friends freaks. It's what I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freak. Where are my freaks uh, at? <laughs> Holla um, if you hear me. As a freak on a leash. Um, I'm about to do some math. That's supposed to be corn. That didn't sound right. Um, we were doing Scott Steiner. <laughs> I lost my point. Oh, I was listening, I to, our, listening to our um, award show. And like uh, we all gave Men in Black for Game Boy Color, like the abysmal awards for everything. Yeah. That was a later game on the Game Boy Color. And like, if you just listen to the sound, it sounds like this is on a different system. That was my point. Like, yeah. So much better. Uh, you know, it's it's just true. During this era, Konami not only knew what they're doing when it comes to making games, but also making the music for these games. Because I agree, this, for me, out of all, I mean, there's been some really good Game Boy tracks, uh, you know, music for the Game Boy that I've witnessed. But overall, it's just, you know, it's just not going to live up to Nintendo and it just can't. But I would say this is a soundtrack that I would be like, oh, uh, is there a playlist with this on it? Uh, uh, let me listen to it because it's really good music here. Mm-hmm. Probably some I- of the best, I, one of the better soundtracks for me personally that I've heard in a while for this show. It's so good. And, I we, hope- and we've had some and we've had some good ones. I hope that the Famicom game has just as good of a soundtrack because I'm looking forward to playing it now. Yeah, I don't know. I've not played yeah. it, but I hope it does. Yeah, I'll have to find out if it's on sale. Like, I, I definitely want to play that game really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get let's talk about the gameplay. Uh, you know, it, we kind of alluded to it already by saying it's a Castlevania game because it really is uh, at its core. If you played Castlevania, then you'll get this right away. Uh, and I do feel it's a cross between Castlevania and Monsters in My Pocket for me. And those are two series that I love, especially, I mean, Trevor knows my love of Monsters in My Pocket. That's one of my all-time favorite Nintendo games. I just love that game. Mm-hmm. And this got me right in the feels for that, too, because it just felt like you got this goofy monster character, and the story behind it's really goofy. The characters, even the enemies are are also goofy. And I just really... Love this, but it's a plat. It's an action platformer, I guess, would be the best way to describe this. Yeah, and you're playing the the main characters, Kid Dracula, and you're trying to. What's the bad guy? He's trying to. It starts yeah, with a G. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Gorgamoth or something. Gorgamoth, like Gorgamoth, yeah, something like that. Garamoth, maybe the Garamoth, magnificent. That sounds right. Yeah, it's one of those. Just pick one. 
We and, pronounce well. Yeah, we that's what we're known for, our great pronunciations. And the thing is, he's trying to get him. He's going to make him. Uh, he he. So I guess this, this is how you know this is a sequel because I guess he was also the bad guy in the first one. Be my guess, depending on how this, based on how this story goes. Because at the beginning, he's like, "Oh, he's back again. He did not get enough after his first thrashing. I'm going to go mm-hmm. thrash him again." So that's kind of the story here. And as you're going along, uh, you'll learn more magic. Like I said before, the first one is. He can turn into a bat. You learn that right away. Mm-hmm. And so you run, you, you got jump, you got attack, you got your magic spells. And uh, it's there's a it's a surprisingly simple yet with a little bit of depth to it because of the magic spells here. Yeah. They, the, my takeaway from that is they expect you to use the magic spells when you get them. Like, yeah. uh, there's one jump I kept sucking at it. Like, dang, I can't get it. Like, oh, and that's when I turned into a bat for the first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. Yeah. And you got a little countdown timer. It's like five seconds that you can stay as the bat, but you can use it over and over. You just get five seconds each time. It's like a cooldown versus yeah. like, and it's, it's kind of like a, yeah, it is like a cooldown phase, but it, mm-hmm. it's also a get out of jail free card if you're really having a hard time with the platforming section. Oh, yeah. So the, yeah, that's, I only got two power ups that one and then the one where the little bats kind of circle you. Mm-hmm. And yes, that is yes. totally essential for like owls that fly above your head. Yep, you got to use that to take them out. So oh, yeah. they do expect you to use the power ups. Yeah, those are, that's those are the two that I use as well. So I want I can't wait to go back and play this again just to see what all of them are. Because I'm do just you want really me to, yeah. Go ahead, please tell, tell you us. what they are. Yes, yep. yes. All right. So uh, the next one is actually it's a homing attack, and then um, it says upside down, and then a bomb, and then a bat umbrella. Those are the <laughs> attacks. Bad umbrella. I love Bad it. Bad umbrella. Cool. I got no context to that because I haven't gotten that far, but that's what the uh <laughs> I'm on Castlevania Wiki, which obviously would probably be a very good source of Castlevania information. So uh the manual for this game is adorable, by the way. Uh-huh. Oh, it is looking for it's really great. I mean, even when it's telling the story, it goes, I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but it goes, Children of the Night, your leader has come and he's a really good dude at heart. <laughs> <laughs> nice. has just the first there. the first boss fight was hilarious yeah so you, much yeah. humor yeah you're you're fighting a little baby ghost and you beat him and you think it's over with he goes crying off the screen then a bigger ghost comes you beat him he goes crying off the screen and then old grandpa ghost comes and he just walks around for a few seconds and falls over <laughs> and then it's over oh this this manual also does this awesome thing of like giving you all the names for the, all the little enemies and it's Garamoth, by the way, is the main bad guy. That's pretty close to him. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say all of them, but like the ghost of Halloween past, present, and future. Uh, Frankenpunk. <laughs> but my favorite one is it's like this. It looks like a sort of like a drill type thing. And the name of this drill is Phyllis Driller. <laughs> wow. Phyllis Driller? That, that's, yeah. a, that's a deep cut right there. That is a deep because no kid's going to know who Phyllis Diller is. <laughs> Not now, no. <laughs> that's, that's pretty great. Uh, but there's uh, some great names. Like one of them is just called the trout that wouldn't die, and it's a fish. <laughs> <laughs> and another one's the illegal alien from Planet X, and it's obviously based on the movie Aliens Alien. And there's wow. Jason too, right? With the axe. Yes, yes, yeah, Jason. The- yes. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I, what was his name? Is his name on here? I don't see him on here. Maybe he's supposed to be surprised. But it's very obvious that they're kind of lightly poking fun at some stuff. Uh, and I... I really love it. 
this is a spoof game in the same way as you remember Monster Party we covered early in the show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That in that way. It does remind me of that. Yeah. I think it's actually a better made game, but I love Monster Party for how quirky it was. Speaking of how it's made, what did you guys think of the overall platforming and stuff? How did gameplay? Like, I felt it was fine. I felt it was uh, solid. Yeah. Solid platforming. I did too. I never, I never felt like it wasn't responsive or anything like that. Any of the times that I died, it was because a I wasn't I. I did what Trevor did that first jump, that one long jump that you're supposed to use the bat. I did the same thing. I kept dying and I was getting mad. And that's when I actually looked at the manual because I've I've learned. And I was like, oh, that's how you turn into a bat. You got to like press you select. Hit the, you hit select and it'll go through your what magics you've learned. Mm-hmm. And then I think you push B or yeah. and, it, and you use that magic. So it's really easy to use. Uh, and that's, uh, I like that. It just really adds some mm-hmm. extra layers to platforming and i think this is a perfect gateway game for kids like i i can see this being a game that uh trevor like when miles just gets to just like a couple years older and you're like hey hey here's a game you can try because it's not offensive it's goofy again i keep saying that word because that would be how i would describe this game is just goofy but mm-hmm. uh, and it's like a gateway game like you can learn off of this game how to play platforming games yeah, and it's not that it's super easy, but I noticed like the second time you play a level, it's so much easier because you're like, oh yeah, now I can yeah. do this. Like you just remember, yeah, you just get way better just the second yeah, and third it, time. It through. doesn't hold your hand, no. but it's it's like how the I remember listening to uh, how they made when they were making the original Mario game, how they were making that first level to be one that teaches you how to play it without telling you how to play it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like this does that same thing pretty well here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what game it actually reminds me most of? And I, it just now hit me, which I mean, it's an obvious one, but the Splatterhouse one Paku graffiti. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. everything's chunky and solid and technically simple, but it feels so good that you just want to keep playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it really right. So if you played that and enjoyed that, I think you got to check this one out. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So uh, anything else we want to cover before we get to our final scores for this game? Uh, let's see. The I think the, the enemies stood out and that they're all also interesting. Like the Frankenstein is just this lumbering meat case that <laughs> he's just goofy yeah. looking. He's a um, punk. He's a freaking punk. <laughs> yes. The the bats and owls are annoying like they always are in these games and especially in Castlevania games. But I love the fact that it actually gives you a way to do something about it with that bat power up. Um yeah, I mean it is a simple game, but the only thing I'll say is I wish I had time to play more than two levels, but I'm just assuming the quality stays around the same. So yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. All right. So let's get into our final scores for Kid Dracula. Uh let's go uh Let's go Trevor, Tim, then me. All right. Well, I'll just keep it simple. I think I'm giving this an eight. I think it earns every bit of an eight. And I could actually be convinced that it's even a bit higher than that. Based on what I've played so far, I'm just totally motivated to keep playing. And the best thing I can say about it is while I was playing, I was only at the end of the first level. After I beat the first boss, the hilarious ghost boss fight which was a little bit challenging until we figured it out, but it, you know, then it's not so bad once you figure it out, which is a great way to make a game, especially if it's sort of aimed at kids. Um, but I went to Etsy. No, well, first I went to eBay. It's like, Oh, gay okay, can't buy a real copy. 
then I went to Etsy <laughs> to see if uh, there was any repro carts because um, I would actually like to play this on real hardware and have a copy because I enjoyed it that much. And I'll probably will. There's some for under 20 bucks on there. I'll probably pick up a copy, honestly. So, 8 out of 10, and uh, it's a strong 8. I will say that. All right, Tim? Uh, yeah, no, honestly, Trevor kind of stole my review a little bit, you know, like <laughs> I did both in the past. But yeah, I was going to say an 8 all day with the possibility of possibly uh, um, it's like uh, higher. Um, I've always been a Castlevania fan, and I just, I love this game because it's so it's so different than the traditional and it's just it was just done so well for for a pocket game this is one i wish i had as a kid like johnny was saying with the whole this is it does like you said it doesn't hold your hand but the diff and it's difficult to a point but the thing is it's very doable and you feel like um it feels good once you accomplish it feels like an accomplishment when you play as well as fun in the humor and it brings me back to just when Konami was just great, making some of the best games of our childhood. Heck, mm -hmm. Konami could actually make Konami made the best licensed games. So I mean, it's like back then yeah. anyway. So I'm not going to mention any uh, titles that they made. One involved four turtles, um, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. As well yeah. as Tiny Toons, I'm waiting for the Tiny Toon Adventures collection. That would be oh, great. Yeah. Oh uh, man, yeah. The Simpsons, you know, arcade game, and you know. Sunset Riders, but yeah, you know, let's go in there. Yeah, Konami definitely proved that you can make really good licensed games for sure. Uh, for me, this game ticks a lot of boxes. I do, I am a fan of the Castlevania series up through the Super Nintendo era. After that, they kind of lose me a little bit, but I really like those. However, I would dare say Kid Dracula is even more up my alley than those for me personally because it kind of takes that aspect of it and makes it slightly, uh, I don't want to keep using the word goofy, but it really gives it more personality and it adds humor in there. And it just kept me wanting to play more. I can't wait to go back and play this game. I really, really like this one a lot. Uh, I I'm just going to give it the score. I, you guys gave it an eight and I understand why, but I'm giving this a nine for me. I yeah. love this game. Want to go back and play it. I want Trevor to tell me how that the first one is. Uh, and it's the second it goes on sale for five bucks. I, I'm going to grab it. And I'm also anyway, cause I do like the other Castlevania games, but yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a nine for me. So kid Dracula is pocket reviews approved and really close to getting that top. Uh, gym level, whatever we're calling that. The diamond, diamond status. You know yeah. this? I didn't realize this game was going to be that close because I could have been persuaded. Me too. Because the charm in the character on the certain day of the week. Yeah. That time yeah. of month. You know, I probably could have been talked <laughs> I probably could have been talked into a, to maybe a nine like on my best possible day. Like this, yeah. this yeah, is one of the too. closer games to get that diamond status from us, which yeah. I didn't expect going in, honestly. Yeah, in fact. I kind of uh, did. I kind of did. Yeah. In fact, I would love maybe on, maybe on, maybe on, uh, if uh, we get a chance later on on the main Richard Bliss show, perhaps uh, reviewing the first one at some yeah, point. Yeah, why not? I'd be all for it. Yeah, yeah. especially you do a comparison. You wanted it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was Kid Dracula for the Game Boy. We all liked it. If you haven't checked it out, uh, you can go for the Repo Cart. You can get the Castlevania Collection, which is probably the best way to do it if you haven't gotten that well, yet. The Castlevania Collection has the Famicom game, not this one. 
Right. Oh, yeah. But I mean, you still get to experience the character, right. I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's probably the best way to experience Kid Dracula in any form would be that mm-hmm. uh, the most legal way. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> and uh, like like you guys said, it goes on sale all the time. I've almost I've almost bought that thing, that dang collection like three yeah. or four times. And I just never oh, yeah. got it. So the fact that I know that Kid Dracula is on there now, I'm I'm even more persuaded to do that. So. And Retro Bliss Pro Tip. I walked into Best Buy not that long ago, bought the Switch physical version uh, of the Castlevania collection. It's one of those limited run games, but it's one that Best Buy actually has in stock. So if you want the physical, it's the original three Castlevania games on NES, Super Castlevania for Super Nintendo, Bloodlines for the Genesis. Then it's got Castlevania Adventure and Belmont's Revenge were two Game Boy Castlevania games. I actually have those. And then Kid Dracula for Famicom. First time in English. Nice, nice. Oh, those will be interesting to cover, Tim. You had, you have. I have both of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do have both of them. Yeah. I'll the second, the second one is definitely better than the first, but we can okay. talk about that. Yeah. All right. Well, for Trevor and Tim and myself, we want to thank you all for listening to Retro Bliss. It means a lot to us. Uh, be sure to go to wherever you listen to your podcast and give us a review. We would obviously prefer five. Uh, that would mean a lot to us, uh, even if you reviewed before. Wink, wink. Uh, good. You know, just change your name and do it again. Uh, it it really does. I know people hate it when podcasts do this, but it's how you get more people to find your show. So, uh, we appreciate a great deal. We love all y'all. Thank you for listening. Until next time. I don't, what's the next game we're covering, Trevor? Do you know? We like to leave a little tease here. We've got oh, a whole list of games. We have a list, <laughs> but I don't think we said which one is next. But I'm excited about several of them. Yes, we got some major. We got some major right. hitters coming up. Let's do this. Let's give treats to people who stick around to the end. So since yes. you stuck around to the end, go to our Patreon. There's lots of content, and we might even record something real quick today if we have time. Uh, but I have a master list here. Do you want to do... see, we've had some good games lately. Do you want to do Knight Rider next for the NES? Yes, I do. More than I was hoping you were going to pick that. That's the one I had in the <laughs> oh, back of my head. I have All that right. game. <laughs> All right, so Knight Rider, next time maybe we can convince Tim to jump on for us with that one, oh, too. Oh, I'd love to. I have a story right, about the game. Good. good. Oh, good tease. Good tease. And uh-huh. I'm a giant Knight Rider nerd as one Me of my too. favorite shows as a kid. So can't wait to talk about it. So stay tuned for that next time. Uh, go check out our Patreon if you so wish. Uh, we love all y'all. Uh, and go play some Kid Dracula if you can. Over and out. <laughs>